music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. So glad you're here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Omaha World Cup 2017.com. Well, the New Yorker dubbed singer-songwriter Katie Curtis, folk rock goddess, and you can pick up Katie's latest album, While We're Here, dropping February 3rd. Now, Katie is touring now through August on the final outing tour, and like many in the creative industries, she's looking at the landscape of new opportunities and reinventing her musical career. Katie Curtis here today, folk rock goddess her own way, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> I've never been sung on to a show with an original song ever before. Oh, thank you. Great to have <laughs> you with so us. so cool. Thank um, you. Okay, so let's first talk about the album while we're here. Now, this really tackles a lot of, you know, everyday life things, but, you know, the overriding concept is living for the present, living for the now and appreciating it. So talk a little bit about what inspired this journey. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think being a musician, as you guys know, it's like things are always uncertain and you're always kind of making it up as you go along. But I think, you know, in my case, during the last few years, there's been a lot of change. I went through a divorce mm-hmm. and, you know, my kids are teenagers, which comes with its own roller coaster. They're just kind of emerging as teenagers now. Okay. But you lose close friends as you get older with people getting sick and there was a lot of life happening in the last three years and so I think the record represents both the painful loss and then the joyful resilience of you know connecting with people more and again and continuing to follow your heart okay now like you mentioned you've been through a significant breakup so when you go through something that emotional do you find creatively you shut down or does it open you up creatively and was there a time when you couldn't write You know, it actually really opened me up, and I'm never the kind of writer who songs come easily to. I write as a a practice, like, okay, I promise myself that I'll sit down at the piano or the guitar for, even if I just say a half an hour before I do anything else that day, inevitably I end up playing for hours. I have to make myself write, and during that time, the stuff that I was writing was probably more intense (laughs) than it has been at other points. And then when you get that intense and that personal, do you have to pull it back or do you embrace it? You know, at this record, there was a lot of carefully worded lines. So I, I don't, I don't I wouldn't say I pull it back, but I try to make it universal enough. While, it, uh-huh. you know, you want the finer details to keep the song relatable and real. You know, I don't like too many abstractions. Okay. But then you don't want the kind of details that's going to make somebody feel really bad, you know? <laughs> so, because in this case, I neither wanted to make people feel sorry for me nor to be mad at me. Or, you know, breakups are such a sensitive, people are triggered so easily when they want to know well, what exactly happened. <laughs> so I try to keep it kind of like how there's no winners in a breakup. But anyway, I try to be, as you can tell from the record, very honest and authentic. I was not asking the listener to bear my burden. You know, I mean, I, I try to be kind of a just state the facts kind of storyteller. And so people can say, wow, I've been there. Yeah, I think yeah. I think in a lot of cases people can find themselves in the songs. That's the hope. Now, as a writer, you've always been true to your gay identity and people have always appreciated your authenticity with that. So how do you find that place of total honesty without revealing too much? 
Right. Well, when I was signed, you know, I, I sort of feel like I have a similar path as you guys in that I was signed to a major label in the 90s. And mm-hmm. at that time, they were really into the idea of me being an out gay artist. Yes. And I think like Melissa Etheridge had just come out and they were like, you can do this. So I never really wasn't out and I do think that there's been some good things and bad things about it you know obviously like I just think of myself as a person (laughs) with life experiences (laughs) that everybody can relate to and I think there are ways on the one hand that it's possible that people who aren't gay might think oh I don't have anything in common with her I don't need to listen to her music and then when they do listen to it they find out oh actually we do relate to this but then the kind of good thing is that there are still a lot of people in this country who kind of need support around finding their gay identity or feeling comfortable with it. And I do think that my music has been able to provide that kind of uh, support, almost like companionship, yeah, for people going through that and realizing, you know, in case they feel alone, realizing they're certainly not alone. Do you feel like in the late 90s or the 90s that the record company kind of promoted that for their own agenda kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I understand that labels have to find a story or a niche to sell music. I mean, I'm sure you guys, it was like, your sister is beautiful. You know, there's so many things that they, you might be like, well, it's more than that. They 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 have to put their claws in something. And also, like, present it in some way that gets people's attention. Right, you have to differentiate yourself. And, you know, I don't really have a problem with the fact they did that. It would have been worse if they were like, you have to be in the closet. Um, But I do think that because of how our culture is still evolving, it becomes a bigger part of my identity than I probably would have liked it to be. And that, you know, it's not really anything I can control. That's singer-songwriter Katie Curtis here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Make sure you join us next weekend. You'll hear more of what Katie has to say. And in the meantime, check out her brand new album, While We're Here. And here's a sample of the title track to that. We'll be right back with Rick Emmett, formerly of Canadian rock band Triumph. A truck spilled a whole load of cranberries Across the Sagamore Bridge No one died, thank the good fairies Now I got some in my fridge Clean 